Was this season a success for the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the nine wins or do missing the playoffs trump that narrative? And um, I want to start this one off, actually. On your mark, get set, let's go. You see, ah, let me take a quick sip of this water, right? And while I do that, like, subscribe, y'all, share the video. I got to make sure I got mileage, okay? Because um, I went to college, right? Even though that don't really apply to what we're talking about right now. But, you know, the wisdom is there. You know, I think for me, and I'm going to answer this question off rip, it trumps everything, not making the playoffs, okay? Because a lot of people, they know my take on Mike Tomlin, my famous overrated take. And I had about three people, Zay, you sent it in the chat. I know you strategically did that to get at me, okay? Listen, I'm not, you know, I'm a guy. I know that, you know. I know that's why you did it. My dad did it and a couple other people. And I'm saying to myself, why are you sending me this out of all the stuff that we could be talking about yesterday? The coaches that made the playoffs, the games that we are watching, you made it an effort to send that to me? Like I'm supposed to, oh, wow. You know, they didn't make the playoffs. I don't want to talk about it. But Cuzzo, kind of want to, you know, start this yeah, one off because we, 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 we had a debate on the last <laughs> show that we did, right? Hit me uh, with it. Uh, uh, intense debate. And you know what's crazy? I thought about it over the weekend. You made a very famous take, take for 99 cent, about Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. saying that Kevin Durant is the most overrated basketball player, not in today, but in history. And then, what? ironically, we did a show a couple days ago, you know, talking about which player in the NBA we feel right. could eclipse Will Chamberlain's 100-point record. And out of right. all the guys that you could have chose, you chose Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Now, in the quote that you said, right, and I have it here, and Zay, if we right. have hit to throw the challenge flag to the review the tape, we can do so. We can mute the it. button and do so. Hit, you said, I hate Kevin Durant, right? I'm quoting you. I don't like Kevin Durant, but I feel that he can do it. So a lot of people be like, oh, well, hate, that's a little strong word. Even though, Cuzzo, I know you don't hate the guy. You explained yourself earlier, and I know what you mean, but a lot of people are going to take the word, hey, even though I said Mike Tomlin, I like Mike Tomlin. You know, I'm constantly drilling that in. I like Mike Tomlin, but he's overrated. Now, why this is interesting to me is because I know exactly what you mean, although I disagree, right? I'd probably say Harden or one of those other guys, but you said Kevin Durant, and you outlined your, your facts to back it up. And even though I respectfully disagree, I saw where you're coming from. Basically, with your Kevin Durant argument, it's like, okay, hold up, hold up. He's the best player in the world today, according to some. Top 10 all time, according to most. But yet, he has done nothing individually to justify it. Okay? And you went to the playoffs and all that. And I'm like, I get it. So when I came and called Mike Tomlin a little bit overrated, I kind of did the same thing. He won a chip. KD won a chip. But I'm saying to myself, wait, hold up. These last couple of years in the playoffs, something is missing. The Lombardi. And a lot of people said this. You said it. My dad said it. Well, Bill Belichick was in the way. Yeah. Well, LeBron James was in the way. Put Kevin Durant. There's always going to be a star in the way. But at the end of the day, if you're that guy that we hold to that standard, you got to overcome that. Okay? Right. So at the end of the day, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, yes, Hall of Fame quarterback for Hall of Fame quarterback. GOAT for a Hall of Fame quarterback. But Bill Belichick made the X and O's adjustments to out-scheme Mike Tomlin. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. 
I'm damn sure not saying he's a top five coach. He's a top 10 coach in the league, but he's a little bit overrated. And I think we use this, you know, losing season argument, which is an accomplishment. Yeah, let's celebrate it on the street. But at the end of the day, all I did was make my take about him being a little bit overrated. I bought the facts and that was that. Go ahead. Mike sure. To be fair, I love how he looped this in. You know, my cousin is a wizard. You know what I mean? Give him props for that, man. Seriously, that was good loop in for the Kevin Durant thing. And I'm very passionate about Kevin Durant. And I stand on everything that I said about Kevin Durant. To answer the question right off the rip, this is not something to celebrate. When you don't make the playoffs, I'm about winning. When you don't make the playoffs, there's nothing to celebrate. So just to be fair and clear, the only thing Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers can do at this point is say, Okay, we got that young quarterback in. He got some reps. He showed us that he can win some games, that we can win some games with him. We can coincide. We finished the season off really strong. We didn't um, – ain't like they lost, and that's why they didn't make the playoffs. They did win. They gave themselves, at the end of the season, a chance to get into the playoffs. Things didn't unfold for them. It happened. Like Seattle, they did win the game, and then Green Bay lost. They in the playoffs, right? They needed some help. Fine. It's nothing to celebrate. But I think Mike Tomlin could look at that and say, you know what, man, this is something that I could use in the future as a young quarterback I got now, and we can win some games together. They could build some chemistry together from a positive perspective. I think that's what people was talking to you about. But let's break this, really, all of this back down of your analogy with Kevin Durant. Because you so, to me, you went way over here. No disrespect to Mike Tomlin. He's not close to Bill Belichick. He's not coach on the all-time list of head coaches. I can, of all-time head coaches, from the Lombardis to the to the to the to the to the um man, uh, not Joe Seifert, um, uh, Bill Walsh, Bill you know Parcells, yeah, Bill Parcells. To, to, if you want to go to to these cats right here, no, he's not on those dudes' level. Kevin Durant is being put on those dudes' level. He is being put in the same breath of the all-time greats. Mike Tomlin is not being put in the breath of the all-time great, although he was going against the all-time greatest and Bill Belichick, okay? So it's not even close because Kevin Durant is being put on the same plateau of the discussions of the top 10 NBA players of all times, and he did absolutely nothing, in my personal opinion, as an individual, because the only reason why we're doing it is to win championships. He won two championships with Golden State. I could have put Paul George over there with Golden State with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They could have still won two championships. I could have put Kawhi Leonard there. I could have put anybody else there. They would have won championships. He didn't That's Mike Tomlin calling. <laughs> Okay, he didn't do nothing that made me say top 10 all times, the numbers or whatever. No, with the winning aspect as well. He's not better than Kim Olajuwon, who took two teams to a, to a championship. No, he's not. But some people say he is because the people don't have Kim Olajuwon top 10, but they got Kevin Durant. This is just my point. Mike Tomlin is not in the same plateau as Bill Belichick. He's not. He's just not. But when we say, when you say that he was overrated, what people basically were saying is that, dude, this is this is a dude that sustained a full career in the NFL as a head coach and a winning season head coach. He's not having horrible seasons. And sometimes he have horrible talent. Like this year with a rookie quarterback with, uh, I think, T.J. Watt went down. That's his best defensive player. I think he was out for like nine games. He still finds way to win games. So when you use the word overrated to Mike Tomlin, we say, man, but then use this to other coaches as well. It seems like you was just picking on Mike Tomlin in some people's eyes. It's clearly in my eyes because 
you I don't see you do that to other coaches, right? When Sean Payton was having bad seasons in New Orleans and they was and with, with Drew Brees, six and ten. Nobody, yeah, I know, but like, think about it. But like, no, they could have won, saying, but nobody was saying that Sean Payton was overrated. So, no. I had wanted you to see it. I want, so I'm like, why is he coming at Mike Tomlin like this? It's funny because they come at other coaches like that. As they well. knows that I've been actually coming at secretly. Like I said, I haven't done it on the show because we haven't really talked right, about right, it. Right, 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 but there right, was right. one guy I've been coming at, Zay, for, for good measure. Name one guy I've been coming out in the chat recently. Wait. You know uh, him Harbaugh recently. Most yep, recently. exactly. There you go. Ooh. I've been coming at Harbaugh, John oh. Harbaugh recently. Oh, okay, for both. You know, so okay, that's I've been coming at coaches recently. It's just that the Mike Tomlin one, when I said it, it got the most feedback. So that's right. why it's like it kind of cornered me to I have to make myself clear every single time now listen, because y'all didn't get the message. So that's I, why I, the Mike I, Tomlin one is on the pedestal. Right. right. It's just that when you see the consistency of Mike Tomlin, and I've seen holes in other people's resumes as head coaches. I just got to give him a tribute to say, man, this dude is doing something well. And I don't want to take it as a negative. And like I was telling you before, when we had this conversation, this is a man that's a Hall of Fame coach. And he shouldn't be dropped out of the Hall of Fame just because he have lack of talent at this point. Let me see this dude play with, one time, the best play in the NFL. He never had the best play in the NFL. And when most you have the luxury, huh? <laughs> like most, like the chance of having the best player in the NFL, like that, that come on, yeah, okay, like, a top five player in the NFL. Antonio Brown was, no, he wasn't a top five player in the NFL, yeah, he was the best no. wide receiver in the league, he was the best wide receiver in the league, but he wasn't a top player, top five player. That, in the that's NFL. different, though, like, like I said, the yeah. odds so, of that, like, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, Le'Veon Bell, he had two of the top five plays in all of football, two of the top five plays that they. Respective position and all no, the no football doubt. on the no same doubt. team at one and, time with a Hall of Fame coach, with a Hall of Fame quarterback. To be fair, when he had no, but to be fair, when he had those players, they was winning. Yeah, and they, 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 they just they underachieved. Ball, but they was winning. They was going they to underachieve though. They was, they was, they was. How did they underachieve? They lost to the Patriots. But they, they, when you assemble a team like that, your goal is to win a championship. They but, didn't. Yeah, but you lost to the Patriots though. And then you, like I said, you had losses to Blake Bortles and, and um Tebow. So it's like, all I'm saying is that yeah, you, I think some of his all time, and I'm gonna let Zay get in here. Bad. I know Zay ready to get in here. I'm gonna just end yeah, here and then get second lap. I just say some of his all time, you know, status is a little bit overrated, and especially today's. Like a lot of people have told me, and I, I debated people on this that he's still the top five coach. And then I'm just like, wait, I don't see that right now because he hasn't won anything major to be put in that category. Right. Andy Reid won a Super Bowl recently. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl easily, you know, right. recently. So, this like, is what, it's, this is what I said to you. To be fair, in my quote, it's uh, arguable that he's a top 10 head coach. And I said arguable, and I remember it. And you was like, nah, no. Nah, I agree. Like, it's arguable to put him in the top 10, but top five? Now nah, we stretching that. Now nah, that's a stretch. No, top five? No. Go ahead, Zay. Um, you know, just to answer the question real quick, was the season a success? Um, you know, I, I always say every team, every organization has a different term of success. Some teams is Super Bowl right away, like the Bills. Right. Other teams is winning winning record, Detroit Lions. Mm. Um, you know, so the, the, the different aspects aspects of success. I think when you look at this team, this Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they're leaning more towards a winning season because coming into the season, their roster wasn't complete. They had a running back who was walking in with a foot injury 
um, with a dismantled offensive line with, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson and Clay and Claypool as their receivers one and two with their drafted receiver and George Pickens, who we didn't know who we didn't know how he was going to fit in the receiving core. If he was going to take over, get more reps, um, play the pine. We don't know what was going to happen. Um, so I would say personally that this season was a success for the Steelers, not based upon their history, not based upon, you know, their um, historical context of winning championships or going to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. It was a victory, a success for them because they got the best out of um, Kenny Pickett that they could have gotten right. this season. Coming off the right, bench, right. playing the way he played, um, getting the best out of George Pickens when he played, um, getting production out of Najee Harris, who was hurt. I mean, who was hurt coming into the season? And then also a dismantled offensive line that couldn't protect anybody. They couldn't stop a door from closing. And I say this, I say all that to say, you know, it's a product of Mike Tomlin having a winning attitude, always putting pushing his players to get the best out of them, to uh, put wins on the on the record. You know, they were two and seven at one point. The fact that they finished the season seven and two was amazing. It's amazing. You, I, I'm not going to take that it's away. It's funny from that you bring that up, right? And say, matter of fact, close. You know, you close that. You know, I don't want to cut oh. you off. I just yeah. want to say, you know, you know, the narrative um, of him being an overrated coach, essentially, right? Because it's not just like one person saying it. it's a couple people saying it. You know, it's, it's a couple people saying it. And it's Terry Bradshaw said you that, know. and he was a former quarterback hey. of the team. I guess he's racist because he's white for saying that, right? No, 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 no. But that's the underline there, though. Race, race, race is crazy, but Bradshaw, yes, he's, he's, he's not, he don't say a lot of things right, though. That's the one thing, too. Right. Bradshaw, like, he's, not, he's not a guy who says, like, he's a, he, his accuracy of things saying right is actually under 50%. Like, this man is actually right, not right, right. Um, accurate what he says. I but think he said the one right thing that he said right, right was right, but go ahead. I close out to say that uh, Mike Tomlin always, man, 16 seasons in, I believe, or 17, I, I forgot how many years he coached so far, winning record. You can't overlook that. You know, now playoff wins, championships. That gets more in-depth in conversation when you, when you compare him to coaches and stuff like that. But we talk about his record as a head coach. He has yet to lose in the NFL, and that means something, and that means something to a lot of people. Now, I, I want to jump in here because you brought up record and how they started, which was very tumultuous. I mean, two and six, you know, you talk about that record right there. But one could argue the reason why they were two and six is because they made the wrong call at quarterback. Sometimes those decisions could impact your season. Had he started Kenny Pickett, like I said, modernize your way of thinking. We know that if you coach a guy right and he's young, not every quarterback can play week one off the rip. But if you can right. coach him right and put a good ecosystem around him, you could probably make the playoffs in year one with that guy. So a lot of people think that, you know, getting that veteran there and starting him off, I see pros and cons. You know, I'm not going to always say start the rookie. It depends on the rookie. It depends on what I've seen in practice. But based on what I've seen, um, third string, you know, at every practice and, and, and in the preseason, he never gave him a shot doing that job. That was, oh, I signed Mitch to be the guy week one. So you didn't give him a shot. That's the reason why your season was shot, because you start off two and six. Now, let's go to some of those losses that they had before they turned the season around. They had lost to the Patriots and the Dolphins, two teams that was battling for that last seed. They lost to both of them, 17 to 14, I believe, to the Patriots, 16 to 10 to the Dolphins. And the Jets, 24 to 20 at home, the game that Mitch was benched in. So you talk about that and look at the context of the winning season here. Because, yeah, winning season, like I said, we celebrate that. But I don't think we should be celebrating that this year because they didn't make the playoffs. Look at the teams that they beat. I agree. Right? The two teams that I see them beating, that they beat already, that's like of substance, is the Bengals week one. 
who was 0-3 to start off the year, and the Buccaneers, who was a down year. It was a down year for the Buccaneers. We barely got in there. So they had no impressive victories. Everything about this team was mediocre. Their quarterback is good in Kenny Pickett. I wasn't a fan of him because he wasn't explosive. He's not explosive. He reminds me of a richer Teddy Bridgewater, and that's a compliment because Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. before he yeah. got hurt, he made the playoffs. You know, he moved the chains, moved the chains. He's a richer version of that. He could move the chains and do a little mobility. But from a physical perspective, he's a richer Teddy Bridgewater to me. Everything right. about this team and their philosophy is so mediocre. And I'm thinking it's going to hinder them in the future. Yeah, you could look at them having the draft pick for Chase Claypool, that trade. You could look at that in the nine wins and say, okay, I believe this team has confidence. But if you don't expand on where you left off, and how do you expand? Experience is one thing, but just like changing a few things and modernizing is another. And that's why I just think that I'm not really celebrating a team missing the playoffs, respectfully. No, you can't. I agree with that.